So uh, <laughs> I'm walking through the halls of holy, uh, of this church, uh, church of school, and the gym class is in gym class, and they're they're playing, they're juggling uh, like tissues. I don't know, and blaring over the sound system is Barbie. Is, is Barbie <laughs> girl? I'm a Barbie girl no. in a Barbie world. I made of plastic. It's fantastic and worse. And like, and then all the lyrics. And oh my goodness, you singing the song is the best thing. And I did not. Have I don't a, think I was. I did not have a great relationship with the gym teacher because we would always like use the gym stuff, and she'd be mad at youth ministry. So I just like printed out the lyrics and went to the and went to the deacon who was like, yes. who was like the chaplain of the school. Yes. And I was like, hey, I'm not sure she knows what she's playing. Here are the lyrics to the song. Yeah. And he got about halfway through. He's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. Actually, she I did, can. She I mean, I can No, kids would bring Whoa. in CDs and she would just play them. Oh, sure. It was insane. Yeah. It, just, it was like, you know, it's Barbie. Kids, I mean, 2007 or something, you know, yeah. like whatever. And so they would just play it. Yeah, but she was just like, she was mortified. She felt so oh, bad. Oh, I yeah. bet she did. She was, she was, yeah, she's an older. I mean, to be fair, when I was like five, I heard, and I was like, why is, why is my mom mad about this? Because it sounds like, oh, Barbie. It's about the toys. It's the toys. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not. No. <laughs> Thank you. It's not. <laughs> Just in case you don't know that track out there. And <laughs> We're not condoning this. Oh, gosh. So, Ashley, uh, you went to the Barbie movie. <clears throat> I did. What'd you think? I actually really liked it. What? You're super mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm just like shocked. <laughs> You're not shocked. I am. I was. I can't believe that that's a thing. The Barbie movie. People love it. Yeah. I mean, I, like, well, first of all, it's freaking funny. Wait, can I say freaking? Yep. Say anything you want. <laughs> you said I have to make it explicit. <laughs> if I swear, is that a swear? It's true. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of uh, a lot of banter going on, particularly around or amongst like you know Christians. Oh, really? Um. Yes, about just kind of, you know, a lot of the ideologies that are represented in it that are definitely like not yeah. super aligned with our Catholicism. I get that. And I also, I well, I don't want to spoil it, but I really liked, mm. we'll put it this way. There's actually a really good spot in there to like recognize the need for both man and woman. And mm. I think there's like a, a, a case to be made for complementarity. That's cool. So, so you're, you're saying the Barbie movie suggests at least complementarity. Yes. And that's my jam. But as a good. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm. I mean, like, again, I recognize that some people might want to like fight me on that, but I do think there's like a case we made about both the feminine genius and the masculine genius yeah. in this movie. I love that. Yeah. So I do think I. you should be able to go to a movie and be like, you know what? There's seven things I'd change. Yes. But there's some good here too. And like, let's pull those seeds of truth forward. Yes. And let's not be afraid of that. Like, I think we can be afraid of that, right? Of like, oh, it's got these bad things in it. Therefore, we should hate the whole thing. But like, really? What would we do with ourselves if we, if we live that way? (laughs) Valid. Yeah. (laughs) True story. Yeah. So you you could take in zero media, zero, if that's the way you lived. But maybe some people do. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. The first thing I heard about it was, uh, the, the the word was ridiculous. That mm. was the movie, and they said it was ridiculous with a big smile on their face. It, it was. It was hilarious. It's hilarious. Tons of joy. And I think I also grew up playing Barbies with my sisters, mm. so there was like a ton of nostalgia, and I went with my sisters, so it was like even more nostalgia. Oh, See, yeah. that's cool. That's yeah, fun. so it was like super yeah. fun, and yeah. we're like, oh my gosh, we had that thing, you know? Yeah. like That's fun. And there's a whole joke about Barbies, you know, flat feet. Yeah. You know how Barbies like don't, they can't, you know, they don't have flat feet. 
Right. No, I know. <laughs> you looked confused. I have two daughters. Um, <laughs> and um, anyways, but like, so I like, I really appreciated that. That's funny. Ashley, I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world? Okay. I have to confess. I have to confess that I definitely listened to that song after the movie. hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh gosh. Aqua, did they have any other songs that were good? <laughs> okay. Funny story no about idea. that though. My sister who's six years older than me, like had us, my other sister who's four years older than me and me listening to that song when we were like, I don't know, I was probably in kindergarten. My parents like came up and they were like, you will not listen to this song ever. And, like, my sister Jess is just like reminiscing today or remembering today about like how mad she was because she fell in love with it. Welcome to Story Dream, a podcast where we share stories to help share the story. Have you ever felt paralyzed when someone asks you a question? When someone asks us a question, it's often better to answer with a story than a soundbite. I'm Corey LaCroix, and I'm here with Chris Casteltz. Let's tell some stories. Are you, are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm super. I got caffeine running through my body. Oh my gosh. I probably should go to the bathroom, though. Why should I do that? Eat me at that Ready? Yeah. Welcome to Story Dram. Uh, this is Chris Casteltz, and I'm here with Corey LaCroix, and we have a special guest today. Whoop, whoop, whoop! And we're really excited. Ashley Cermak, our former co-worker yes! and friend. Let's and go! just like all-around amazing person is here with us. No, seriously. We, we, we both love her so much, and we're so excited that she's here on the pod today. Uh, Ashley, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah. So I did get to work with you guys, which was super great in youth ministry. Um, and now I am a therapist for mental health and it's great. What else do you want to know? Where, where do you work? I work for the Martin center for integration with Pat and Kenna Malay. It's a great place. Catholic and therapy all combined yeah. in one. And yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for a little introduction here at story jam. Uh, we try to tell our stories to share the story and uh, man, we've got we've got a good story today from Ashley. Um, you, this is the first time we've had a guest on the show. Yeah. No pressure. No, yeah, no pressure. Uh, but we're really excited to like open the mic to uh, to somebody yeah. outside the the crazy duo of Corey and Chris. To uh, <laughs> and all of our listeners are ready for this too. Oh, I've always <laughs> my like, wife's been asking for it since like episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I have always desired to do a podcast with you guys. That weird. You guys just got really quiet. Maybe like, oh, okay. No, I mean, like since we worked together, not like before that, because you didn't well, know. Well, I us didn't know such. you. Yeah, but right. like, but not this... always. Then I'm just saying. Wow. Okay. Let's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Being specific. Love it. Yeah. Specific. I'm not. I just got corrected about correcting people too much uh, recently, <laughs> and I felt really bad. But then I was like, Yeah, but you corrected me. So anyway, Ashley, uh, we're again, we're so excited you're here. And uh, you've got uh, kind of a unexpected story to share mm. with us today. Mm. So mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. So I was thinking about the many stories I could tell. And one that stood out to me <clears throat> was when I was in ninth grade and I almost died. Whoa. How's that for a setup? <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> okay. That's, a little, That's more, wild. a little more dramatic <laughs> than it needed to be. Um, <clears throat> no. So. In ninth grade, I had, okay, this is like super nasty, but whatever, we're going to say it. So I used to get like ingrown toenails. Yeah. Okay. And so I had gone to the doctor to like get it like snipped out. Sorry for people that are grossed out. Hi. 
Um, (laughs) 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 um, Stop laughing. Okay. Um, So anyways, um, yeah. So I had the toenail clipped out. I'm going to say it again because it wasn't already gross the sixth time. Um, And I like remember I went to bed that night and I was like, dad, like my toe, it hurts so bad. And he's like, yeah, like you just had your, like get over. I mean, he was nice. Sorry, dad. But like, he was like nice, but also kind of like suck it up. Yeah. As dads are. That would hurt. Like Like, it would hurt. But like, like, just chill and go to sleep. Yeah. And I would like throughout the entire night, I was getting like shooting pains in my toenail. And I was like, oh, this is so bad. And like, whatever. So I get up and I go to school the next day and I was a total, like, I can't miss school for anything kind of a student. Um, Everyone is surprised. Everyone who knows you right now is like, mm-hmm, that checks out. <laughs> um, and so I like, remember I went to like first period biology and we were like in the computer lab and I'm like sitting at the computer lab, like shooting pains in my arm. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? But like, we have a test next period. Like I gotta sum it up and be here, whatever. Um, oh my so I made it until fourth period and like the Dean of girls at my school. Cause we had one of those. Um, she like walked in and was, I'm like laying on the table. That was loud. Um, and she was like, you like need to go home. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go home. Like I'm like dying. Um, and so I like, my dad comes and he picks me up and he takes one look at me and is like, yeah, you're really sick. We're going to urgent care. So I go to urgent care and I, they do like a white blood cell count. Right. It was like really high. Can't tell you the number because I'm not a doctor or nurse or anything like that. Um, but it was high. And then my yeah. fever was like 104. And they were like, oh, wow. Like what could be going on? What's happening? And they look at my toe because we had told them like, oh, I just had my toe, whatever, toenail cut out. Right. And I had a red line going up my leg. Oh, no. Which indicates blood poisoning. Whoa. I don't know why I said it like that. but like blood, like <laughs> blood, blood yeah. infection. That's how Dracula was said it. So yeah, I mean. Um, but it was like, yeah, like really icky. I felt, I have never, ever in my life felt worse. Ever. And I've had, I had like a bad bout of COVID and I've never felt worse in my life than when I had blood poisoning as a ninth grader. And so they were like, yeah, if you hadn't come in earlier, like it could have gotten into your main artery and killed you. That's why I started out by saying I almost died. Cause I mean, I kind of did. Um, and so they gave me like a super duper heavy dose of antibiotics. And then I went home and I just remember like being so weak that my parents had to like, like lift me up to drink out of my water. Cause I was just oh, so crazy. weak and so sick, like missed school. I was just reminiscing about this in not a positive way. Um, remember, <laughs> so <was> great, yeah, <laughs> remember when I, yeah. Uh, with my dad and he's like, yeah, I remember you like had to be out the rest of the softball season. I was like, Oh my gosh, I blocked that out. Cause I was so mad. Um, and yeah, it was just like really awful. Um, but I survived. I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> I can tell this story, but it was amazing to me because I remember thinking like a toe that I never think about, like who thinks about like their toe having that much influence, right? <laughs> For lack of a better word, um, like totally made my life miserable and like could have been the source of my death. Yeah. No, like actually. Yeah. We also think of like the idea of the infection coming in like through this part of your body that isn't like we think of like, I don't know, I th- like or our face, like our eyes, our mouth, our nose, especially in this post post pandemic world where we're like, 
very conscientious. I don't know if you guys remember like early pandemic, they're like, don't touch your face. Mm. And it was like, it was like on the one hand, it was like, okay, that's just good advice in general. But like on the other hand, it's like my nose itches. It's, yeah, it's like, like <laughs> there's all these like you know memes of people like it's crazy. But you just don't think of like something so far away from the center of who you are, right? Like our brains, our hearts, like this is the core right here, and the, mm-hmm. the toe is like the hinterlands, you know? Like yeah. it's right. it's far away from the center of everything, and yet it ha- could have had incredibly bad but incredible influence right. in the rest of the physicality of your body. Yeah. 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 Which is also why my dad was like, dude, it's your toe. Chill. Right. Because right? it does. Right. It seems so right. insignificant. And I'm not saying my dad was whatever. But, yeah, it's not where you expect. So when you said it was like the sickest you ever felt, like, walk me through that. Like, pain or like. Oh, gosh. Like, you it, felt like you were. I thought I was going to die. You actually. Like, felt, I yeah. felt like every bit of life in my body was like being sucked out of me. I like don't know how else to explain it. I like yeah. could not move to go to the bathroom. Like I couldn't even sit up to drink water. Yeah. I felt awful. And then Whoa. there was intense pain in my toe because at that point the infection like took over. And so my yeah. toe was like not pretty yeah. and in a lot of pain. But yeah, no, it was just like this. Yeah. It was just like my entire body just felt like it was shutting down. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes me think of like <clears throat> being members of the body of Christ. Right. That like, yeah, the hand always doesn't know what the the foot's doing or the ear's doing or the eye's doing, yeah. you know, but, like, we are a part of the mystical body of Christ. Yeah. And so when one suffers, we all suffer. Yeah. And you might think your toe's insignificant, like, oh, I could do without the yeah. toe. Yeah. But here this was, like, this, like the doctor said, like, this could have been the beginning of the end in some ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. This was, in fact, one of my favorite stories to tell like students when I was in youth ministry to teach them about the body of Christ. Right. Like you can't Mm. say to your hand, like, okay, I'm going to totally paraphrase Paul. Like, don't say to your hand, like, Oh, I don't need you. Or don't say to your foot. I don't need you. Cause you do like, you need every single part. Mm. And sometimes we don't recognize just how significant um, and how pivotal that part is until it's malfunctioning and not doing what it's supposed to do and wreaking havoc. Right. Like you said, the suffering in the whole body. Yeah. Yeah, I would even go f- so far as to say it's not like we can't function without those things. Like, if you lost your toe and like, like you had to amputate it or you had to lose your arm, like still a whole person. Like you're not partial person then, but yeah. But the the power that even those insignificant places can have in our lives, like, and I think that when talked about the, the the mystical body of Christ, I think that sometimes we we think of ourselves as a toe or people I know think of themselves like I'm the toe of the church. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even a toe. I'm the like space between the toes. The mm. the pl- the place that like gets toe jam. Like I'm I'm nobody. I'm nothing. <laughs> I'm like I've never been in like a synod yeah. small group. No one's gonna ask me to like. I don't even know the Bible. Like I don't know. Blah. You know. Like no, I'm actually, a nobody. Yeah. And the reality is like your your ability to to contribute to the mission of the church yeah. or the the mission that God has sent the people of God on. But also your ability to like poison, wow, is really is really it's strong. Or it's like a, you have a great ability to poison. That's why we all have to we have to recognize like you know uh, the whole like bushel apples gets ruined by one bad apple, right? Like that whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like when we gossip, when we um, talk bad, when we f- in you know 
fight against our fellow Christians, our fellow Catholics, like over sort of inside baseball stuff, gosh, we're, we're poisoning the body. Yeah. You know, and there's stuff, there's stuff worth fighting for. Of course. I don't mean that, but like no matter insignificant, we think we are, Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, we, we have the ability to really poison the whole body. And I think kind of going the other way as well, I think it's easy to, to miss where the sickness is or to miss the people that are suffering because we've just gotten used to it and it's just the culture and it's just what it is. And yet if we could open our hearts and our minds to see how people are uniquely suffering, right? I think that that actually could start to heal the whole body of Christ. Oh, I couldn't agree with that more. Yeah, I think it's it's so tough in church world, right? Limited resources, limited time, whatever. And that's why we need everybody on board with the mission and with the work. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to minister to and love um, everybody that walks through our doors or doesn't walk through our doors. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like so there's 2,000 people at a church on a Sunday. Like, I'm sorry, two priests and six staff members just can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough. And it's not meant to be that and way. And it's never meant to be that way, right? Like we're all part of it. So, yeah. I mean, if the lesson of this of this story is... On the one hand, like in the, even an insignificant part of the body of Christ can can poison the whole thing. Every insignificant part of the body of Christ is needed to minister to everyone, and that's it's a whole it's a whole body dynamic. And and if we're short of that, um, we're not. We're, yeah, we're not going to be as complete as we could be. I was a little more dramatic in my statement. But failing strong, <laughs> but but I, I was there for it. I'm here for it. You know, we are failures. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing your story today, Ashley. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, and everybody out there, thank you uh, for listening to the Story Jam Pod. This podcast exists to inspire you, to help you see uh, the story of God in your everyday life. So make sure to pay attention. Listen, even to the most small baby toe part of your life. Um, it might have a huge huge impact on how you know God this week. Yeah. Um, if you haven't yet, give us a follow, subscribe, and please pass this along. Um, the more people you share this with, the more people get to hear these stories and the more people who get to experience the story. So go out there and share some stories this week. <laughs>